Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. You can hear me today, right? I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. <laughs> All the buttons have been pushed. The checklist has been gone through. You know, um, it's like pilots. You know, when pilots get in an airplane, they say, don't rely on memory. You got to go through your checklist and make sure that all the buttons are pushed. Well, I'm kind of like sitting in the pilot's chair here and I've got to make sure all the buttons are pushed and everything is in place. So uh, I'm going to start being disciplined about doing that to make sure I haven't left anything out. So I don't waste time speaking into the air and you can see me and you can't hear me. So look, I have a shocking statement to make today. We're going to finish up John chapter 16 today. Uh, I promise you that we're going to get to it. Uh, but I have it was John 17, John 17. We're going to finish up John 17. But I have a shocking statement to make today. Um, and it, it was precipitated as I thought about something I heard last night at a meeting for Winsome Sears at the Family Foundation when Victoria Cobb was speaking. She was talking about the terrible things that the Democrat legislature in Virginia is now doing to destroy our state, to just destroy the Commonwealth. And one of the things she mentioned was legalizing marijuana. Yeah, we have now legalized marijuana, recreational, not medical, recreational marijuana. Virginia becomes the 16th state to do that. And as I, I looked at that and thought about that and then began to read something about it, I, I realized, you know what the primary justification for that was? To bring equity to people of color. I won't get started on the people of color. I've never met a person without color. You know, these idiots come up with the dumbest stuff. I've never met a person without color. What they really mean is darker skin as opposed to lighter skin people, but they call it people of color. Another one of the long list in a long list of really, really dumb ideas and concepts that the left has come up with to divide people and set people at each other. That aside for the moment. They want to bring equity to people of color. And they want to end, as Justin Fairfax said, when he signed the law, he said, we are we are we have made tremendous progress in ending the targeting of black and brown Virginians through selective enforcement of marijuana prohibition. Black and brown. I mean. And, you know, it hit me. And this is the this is the, the statement that I, I really want you to hear today. The biggest and most destructive racists in America are not the Ku Klux Klan, it's not the skinheads, it's not the Proud Boys, it's not whatever group you want to name as on the fringe promoting some kind of white supremacist ideology. The biggest and most destructive racists in America today are the Democrat Party and the left and all of those associated with them. They are the biggest racists on the planet today. They are the biggest racists in America and they are the most destructive because those groups on the margin, like I said, nobody pays attention to them. I don't get up in the morning wondering whether I'm going to run into some Ku Klux Klan members who are going to try to hurt me. I don't even think about that. But I'll tell you what I do think about every day. The destructive impact of the Democrat Party and the destructive impact of the left on Americans of African ancestry. They'll, they're targeting now Americans of, 
of uh, Hispanic ancestry, Americans of Asian ancestry. I guess they'll get to Americans of Indian ancestry. They are the most destructive force in this country doing damage to these communities. And here's proof positive of it. They think that somehow black folks are the primary users of marijuana. Oh, and there's selective enforcement. Now, where crime is being committed, and sadly, crime is, is uh, excessive in the inner cities of our country, then other things come into play, I'm sure. I don't think any cops are running around looking for people with marijuana today. That's been, it's been a long time since that's been true. But you know what I think is really behind this? Because all of this stuff that they're doing is demonic. See, I, in my view, I don't believe that you should be putting people in jail for long periods of time for smoking a marijuana cigarette. Okay, I don't believe that. I don't believe you should ruin a kid's life because he he smokes a joint. I don't believe that. But I don't believe you should ever legalize any drugs because when you legalize it, what you do is you put the state's imprimatur on it. And you say it's okay and it's not okay. But I tell you what it is okay for. It's okay for those who want to manipulate people and use people and keeping them high is one way to help you do that. And I think that the attitude of the left is black folks, these, these minority people, they want, give them some marijuana, give them a welfare check, give them a house, uh, an apartment in the, in the projects, and just let them go out there and do their thing and round them up at election time and get them to the polls to vote for us. That's no problem. You got them. Now, that is about as racist as it gets. Oh, and along the way, kill as many of their babies as possible with abortion. Yeah, you know, because we don't we don't need we, we got enough of them. So we kill as many of their babies as possible with abortion. We'll replace some of them with illegal immigrants and we'll make citizens and we'll have them in tow, too. We'll we'll make them our slaves, too. I mean, this stuff is racist to the core. I mean, they, they're legalizing marijuana because they think they're doing a favor to the black community which is disproportionately targeted because so many of them are getting high. I don't. In fact, none of the black folks I know use marijuana. But you see, the left has a stereotypical attitude toward a lot of Americans, particularly minorities, because they think they've got them boxed in and they've got them defined and they've got them where they want them, and they want to keep them there so they can keep using them. So, marijuana, a welfare check, you know, whatever. Just keep the natives happy. Keep them high and keep them happy. Keep them high and then keep them happy with that check that comes in and you, you got them. You, 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 you got them exactly where you want them. Then just go round them up take them to the polls, tell them how to vote, and tell them to vote for their slave masters, which is the Democrat Party. Yeah, the Democrat Party is really the slave class to the black community. Yeah, I said it and I mean it, because they are. They are. They keep black children in these failing schools, and when you talk about school choice, 
they squeal like a hit dog, like, oh, 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 no, 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 you might leave some people out. Instead of allowing the motivated parents to rescue their children and put their children in decent schools. Oh, no, 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 no. Got to keep them all in failing schools. You know what they've done for non-accredited schools now? When I ran for office in 2013, there were about 89 non-accredited schools, most of them in the inner cities of our country. There aren't less non-accredited schools. You know what they've done? They've changed the standards. They've lowered them. They now have provisional accreditation. In other words, they don't improve the education for children. Private schools spend $8,000 plus per a- annually on, on education for children on average. Public schools spend $14,000 plus on average. And guess who does the better job educating children? Yeah, you guessed it. For about 44, 45% less money, private schools do a better job educating children. How is that possible? It's possible because these racist leftists who run the public schools see the public schools as an opportunity for indoctrination, not education. Oh, don't worry about grammar because that's, that's a white man's thing. Oh, don't worry about math. We're going to lower the standards on that. We're going to get rid of that because, you know, that's a white man's thing. Basically, you can remain ignoramuses because it doesn't really matter. We're changing the standards anyway. Yeah, the problem is ignoramuses are going to have a hard time having professional lives, are going to have a hard time becoming affluent, are going to have a hard time moving out of that ghetto and doing uh, well for themselves. But that's okay, too, because after all, there's always welfare. We'll take care of you. Don't worry about a thing. After all, it's not your fault. It's the white man's fault. So keep them high, keep them happy, keep them on welfare. Abort their babies when you, you, you know, to keep the population of them down. You don't want them. You don't want too many of them. You know, we got enough. So just kill as many of their babies as we need to. They, you know, like Margaret Sanger said, you know, keep, keep the population of these people down. They, after all, they are inferior. So don't want too many of them. So b- build those abortion clinics right in their communities or right near them so that they can, you can get them in those abortuaries quick. You know, get them in there and get, get rid of their babies, you know. We don't, we, we, don't, we don't need more black children running around. Pew. Wipe them out. The biggest racists in America, the Democrat Party and the left, doing a tremendous disservice to minority people all over this nation and want to pat themselves on the back for how good and how compassionate they are. Oh. And these people want to get rid of police. And when you get rid of police, you're going to have a bloodbath in the black community because these black thugs and black criminals that are already terrorizing people are going to have a field day. My researcher just handed me uh, a, 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 a set of research that shows, and this is not the end of it, I think this is just the beginning, shows in the last year 20 children killed. 20 children. We're talking about children. Three years old, just recently, three-year-old child, Elijah LaFrance, three years old, killed in Miami-Dade. Last week, Jaslyn Adams, seven years old, killed, shot to death. And the list goes on. In Miami-Dade alone, just since last July, 
They've got a list of, I, I think it's four or five children shot, to, shot dead. I mean, these children haven't even reached the age of 10 years old. But that, that's okay. Because, see, it's, if, as long as it's not cops killing them, they don't really matter. You got to wait for that one person who ends up in a confront, confrontation with police and gets killed. Now, that's the one that matters because we can use that one. I mean, these people are racist to the core. Let me say that again. The Democrat Party and the left are racist to the core, but they cloak it in, oh, we're, we're, we're compassionate. We're looking out for these poor souls. And let me say this, folks, and only a Christian can understand this. Because people who are not Christians, those of you who are watching who are not Christians, you won't get this. There is such a thing as the spirit of a thing. In other words, that which is at its core, that which drives it, that which motivates it, that which defines it. It's, it's, it's core. What what defines its existence and its being, the spirit of the thing, okay? So you could say that the, uh, uh, the spirit of a company might be a certain attitude, a certain behavior toward things. The spirit of a city might be a certain set of attitudes and behaviors. The spirit of a nation See, America has a national spirit that the left is trying to destroy. Well, you know what? There's also a spirit of a political party. And you know what? That spirit really doesn't change. The spirit of the Republican Party, when it was founded, was the spirit of liberty and a commitment to liberty for black folks and all people in America. Individual liberty is the spirit and heart of the Republican Party. Now, it's gotten skewed and... You know, elites have come in, in some cases have taken it over and it becomes, you know, the party of quote, quote unquote, the blue bloods who, you know, oblige, oblige and feel like they are somehow destined to run the country and run the party. And and uh, and and frankly, where the party, where the Republican Party began has long been forgotten because the Republican Party ought to be full of black and other minority people because of its, its legacy and the spirit of the party, but it kind of lost its way. Now we're, those of us who are Republicans are trying to bring it back to its original spirit, the spirit of individual liberty, the spirit of acknowledgement of the, the dignity of every human being. That's how it began. Well, the Democrat party really is the party of slavery. And that spirit has never left it. It has never left it. The Democrat Party is still the party of slavery. Let me say that again. The Democrat Party is still the party of slavery. It's a new kind of slavery now. It's socialist slavery, where you don't, you don't tell people they're enslaved. You just treat them like slaves. You make them dependent on the government. You keep them locked in, in ghettos. Um, you, you control the degree to which they have children through abortion. Um, basically, you, you demand that they adhere to a certain way of thinking or they are ostracized, they are vilified, they are destroyed. I mean, did you see what uh, uh, the Washington Post did to Tim Scott? Tim Scott talked about 
um, going from uh, the, the cotton, uh, how does he put it, from cotton to Congress. That his great, I think his great-grandfather um, picked cotton. Well, they did some, Washington Compost apparently did some research and found out that one of his ancestors actually owned property. Big deal. But they still pick cotton. They, it's not like he comes from wealth. But see, the, the Washington Post, that group of liberal racists at the Washington Post, here's their attitude. We're not going to have any black people not thinking the way we tell them to think and want them to think. And when they do think in a way that we don't approve, we're going to destroy them. We're going to absolutely decimate their character. Because who do they think they are? They better stay in their place. Now, look, they did the same thing to me. The Washington Post did exactly the same thing to me when I was running for lieutenant governor. And I told the story of my life that I was raised in foster care. We did not have an indoor bathroom. I used to take baths on Saturday nights in a galvanized tub. And I thought, talked about the fact I didn't like getting into that scummy water because other people had already been in it. It looked horrible. And I would sometimes be back there pretending I was washing when, in fact, I wasn't about to get in that water. Well, you know, you can't make that kind of stuff up. But they went to my hometown of Chester, Pennsylvania and actually talked to other foster children who had been in that home, who came later, by the way, and asked them, did you not have an indoor bathroom? And by that time, apparently they did, because some of them said, oh, yeah, that he, we, we had an indoor bathroom. Oh, yeah, we, we were living a middle class existence, or at least according to the Washington Post, that's the compost. That's the story they told. So they come back and say, see, see E.W. Jackson, he's, he's manufacturing his background. He was raised in a middle class background. <laughs> you, know, you can't make this stuff up, folks. My foster father was a sandblaster at Sunship Building and Dry Dock Company. And my foster mother was a domestic for, I think it was called uh, Mala's Florist. She went and cleaned their house. I would sometimes go by there and she would be in there doing the maid thing. It was hardly a middle class existence. And yeah, there were times like they would put on a big feast for the pastor when he was coming through on a Sunday afternoon. They would go out and buy food. But I also remember going to the supermarket and having Miss Madeline, who owned the supermarket on the corner, so we called her Miss Madeline, say, you tell your parents they got to pay me. They got to they got to get some money up here because they had run up a grocery bill that they hadn't paid on credit and they couldn't get any more food. And I remember eating biscuits and syrup and mayonnaise sandwiches because there wasn't anything else in the house to eat. But they went down there. To, I'm running for lieutenant governor, not president. And they go down to Chester, Pennsylvania, trying to find a way to destroy my character. Yeah, he made that stuff up. They went to Harvard Law School. Did he really graduate from Harvard Law School? They went to Harvard Divinity School, where I took cross-registered classes while I was at law school. Oh, we don't find anything that says he registered at Harvard Divinity School. They went to the Boston Red Sox, where I was a chaplain. But I was not up on the payroll of the Red Sox. I worked with a nonprofit. It was a volunteer position anyway. I wasn't paid. But I worked with a nonprofit, and I went and preached to the Red Sox for five years when they were at home games. I would go on Sunday morning and go preach to them and then rush off to get to my church. Oh, we can't find any record that he was ever a chaplain for the, for the Boston Red Sox. I, I mean, just hateful. Because I dare to be a black man. I dare to be an American of African descent 
who would not adhere and subscribe to the liberal pablum that they're trying to shove down the throats of blacks and other minorities in this country. And when you won't take it, when you won't swallow it, when you spit it out and say, I don't want that, it's a lie. Really? Well, we got one here who doesn't know how to stay in this place. Let's go put him in his place. Let's go. We'll show him. So Tim Scott, same thing. Same thing. United States senator. Successful businessman. And they're trying to destroy the man's character. Because he dares think out of the box. And by the way, I dare say, Tim Scott's not that conservative. I mean, he is conservative, but he's, he's probably not as conservative as I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> certainly not as outspoken as, about, about things as I am. So I would say Tim Scott is is really just kind of a middle of the road conservative guy who's trying to do what's right. You know, I've heard Tim Scott talk about being stopped by police. I've said I've never had that experience. I've just never had it. Have I been stopped by cops? Yeah. With justification. <laughs> I've never, you know, but he says they stopped him on the Capitol. I'm not doubting him. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But here again, I mean, he's not what you would call a hard conservative that, oh, my goodness. No, but still he won't stay in their box and they've got to kill him. I mean, how's that different from the Ku Klux Klan? Well, the Ku Klux Klan would try to kill people physically, but the Washington Compost tries to kill black conservatives reputationally. Tries to destroy their character, destroy their reputation, destroy their credibility, destroy their career, destroy their livelihood. Biggest racists in America today are the Democrat Party and the left. That, that supports them. Biggest racists on the planet. Because they define what they think Americans of African descent, Asian descent, Indian descent, anybody who they define as a quote unquote person of color, who they are, what they stand for, how they're supposed to think, and if you dare jump out of the box they built for you, they're going to lash your back. I said it and I mean it because that's exactly it's just it's just a different way of doing it. But it's the same spirit of the Democrat Party that once had the Ku Klux Klan running around lynching black people, beating black people, terrorizing black people because they dare to suggest that they were going to vote Republican. What's the difference? It's a, the, the difference is not in substance. The difference is only in strategy. And, and by the way, I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced because, look, I've heard from them, folks. I have to have security and I won't get any get into it any further than that. But I'm convinced that they'd kill us if they could. Just like they did in the antebellum South and in the Ku Klux Klan era after Reconstruction. Just, he's out of place. Kill him. Get rid of him. We don't want his voice being heard. 
We don't want him to stir up the others. Next thing you know, they'll all be thinking they can think independently and they can think for themselves and they, they don't need to be supporting people who tell them they're doing them a favor by killing their babies. They, they're going to question. They're going to question us. They're going to question us after all we've done for them. I mean, we put them in the finest huts in the projects. You know, we look, we we're, we we're supplying them with marijuana now. And, you know, we vote to increase their welfare checks. And they're going to contradict us and suggest that they're not going to vote for us. Huh. Based upon some of the communications I get, believe me, they'd gladly kill us. They can't do that. Frankly. And it's not because they're not evil enough to do it. It's because they're too cowardly to do it. Because, you know, nowadays we can fight back. You run up on me, you're going to get run up on in return. But if it weren't for that, I think they'd just as soon wipe out every black conservative they could find. Shut them up. Just get rid of them. You say, well, Bishop, that's awfully harsh. We know what Jesus said. If you look at a person and without cause, you denounce them and say, you fool, you've committed murder already. There's murder in your heart. And that's where they are. And folks, I don't take a single word of it back. Now, I'm not I'm not talking about every individual. I'm talking about the spirit of that thing, the spirit of it. A lot of individuals will fit right into it. Some might not. Some might be more moderate. Some might be, you know, I mean, more thoughtful, perhaps. And or some might say, well, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that party stands for. But I vote for this reason. I think they're, they're deceived to do that. But here again. But some people are just mesmerized and they 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 are dependent and they, you know, I, I mean, you've got black preachers who worship the Democrat Party more than they worship Jesus. And people say, well, don't you worship the Republican Party? No, indeed, I don't. No, indeed, I do not. I say, I'm not with the Republican Party. The Republican Party is with me. And if it ever stops being with me on my issues, believe me, I'm gone in a heartbeat. I'll leave it the same way I left the Democrat Party. And won't even look back. I didn't then. Won't even look back. Because my heart is with Jesus Christ and my heart is with the word of God. And you tell me I ought to thank you for killing our babies, our babies, meaning American babies, period. Black babies in particular, since we're talking about this racial stuff, I ought to thank you for killing 400,000 black babies and 1.2 million babies across America every year. I ought to bow and genuflect and thank you and, and give you praise and honor for shedding the blood of innocent children. And if I don't, I'm not a good black person. You can go take a jump in the lake. I'm not hearing it. Because when all is said and done, and all you black Christians out there, all you black Christians out there need to get a revelation. Share this with them like this and share this with some of your some of the, the your 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 friends who are Americans of African ancestry. Share this with them. All you black Christians out there need to get a revelation because this is what the Democrat Party is delivering us. Well, we're going to make sure you can stay high on marijuana. 
It, believe me, cocaine is coming next. Denver's already, uh, uh, mescaline has been uh, legalized in Denver. Mescaline is a highly, is a powerful hallucinogenic drug, and it's legal in Denver. I mean, it's kind of like acid, and it's legal in Denver. Oh, that's what they want. They Look, they'd like to get you some, they would be gladly be a drug dealer, give you cocaine, give you uh, a methamphetamine, give you acid, give you mescaline, give you crack, give you whatever you need just to keep you in the stable and to keep you in, in a state of, of, of dependence and obedience to what they want for you. Biggest racist in America, the Democrat Party and the left with their condescending, supercilious attitude toward black folks and others, other minorities, and think they can dictate to you how you think and what you say. And if you don't adhere to what they tell you you're supposed to think, they want to destroy you. And then you look at people like me who is defending the right of black folks to get a decent education wherever they can find it, defending the right of black children to live, defending the right of people in the black community, children not to be killed by gunfire, by, by locking these criminals up and stopping them from the scourge that they're committing against black folks and putting that in context with the claim that, oh, it's police, they're the danger to black people. That's a big, bold-faced lie. They're not. Black criminals are. But they don't care about that because by letting people die in the streets by the thousands every year, they can put, oh, see, see, it's the racists. And they're the biggest racists there are. And I'm, I'm trying to, to, to help black folks, all Americans, but, ultimately, but, but also black people, to come out of this stupor that allows them to suffer this way needlessly at the hands of these slave masters. And I'm the sellout. You know what? The biggest step and fetch it's the biggest Uncle Tom's, the biggest sellouts in America are these folks who run around defending the, the Democrat Party and its murderous condescending attitude toward black folks. You all remember a study came out showing that conservatives tend to speak to black people at the same level at which they always speak. They don't treat them any differently, act any differently, but liberals always dumb it down because they think black people are dumb. Yeah, there was a Harvard study. I've got it in my research here somewhere. There's a Harvard study showing Democrats and liberals talk down to black people because they think they're dumb. My goodness, how long are we going to put up with that? How long are you going to be slaves to these people and just go along with whatever they tell you to do? Yeah, we kill your babies, but vote for us. Yeah, we don't want your children leaving bad schools, but vote for us. Yeah, we're not going to pay any attention to the deaths of all these children, but murdered in all of this lawlessness. We need to get rid of the police so that more children can die. Vote for us. It's a travesty, folks. It is a travesty. It is a sin against Almighty God. It really is. It's a sin, and every Christian, oh my goodness, I wouldn't want to be in your place if you're going along with this mess as a Christian. Tell me you're a Christian and vote for all that and support all that. And got the nerve to call Donald Trump a racist. Give me a break. And Joe Biden running around telling me, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Oh, so see, he gets to define whether you're black or not. See, he's your slave master. He'll tell you whether you're black or not.
And you vote for these folks? These folks? Who have that kind of attitude towards you? I mean, remember him saying, well, you know, Hispanics are not like black people. Hispanics have a lot of issues. Not like black folks, you know. They, they, <laughs> you know, black people. They, they, I mean, yeah, he said it. He said it. Yeah, black people. Huh? <laughs> you know, they, Hispanics are different. Yeah, they, they look at many things. They look at many issues. Not, not like black people. <laughs> you know? In other words, he's just flat out saying, yeah, black people are dumber than Hispanic people. Hispanic people are a little smarter. We, we can deal with them. We have to deal with them differently because they're a little smarter than black people. Joe Biden. And black people went to the polls and polls and voted for him in droves. Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is nothing but a puppet of George Soros. And George Soros is one of the most evil people on the planet right now. And I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything to George Soros. I don't want anybody to do anything to George Soros. You need to pray for him because he needs to be saved before he dies. He's an old man before he dies and goes to hell. I'm a Christian. I love George Soros. I hate what he does, but I love him. I pray for him. I don't have a hateful bone in my body against him. But George Soros is nothing but a puppet master to the likes of Stacey Abrams. Him, Michael Bloomberg, um, uh, Tom Steyer, Steve Phillips, these billionaires funneling that money into her to turn her into their Aunt Jemima. I said it because I mean it. Now, you know, a, a, a conservative goes out and raises a little bit of money. Oh, oh, see, see, they bought him. They bought him. This woman sitting on $100 million. Patrice Culler sitting on $90 million. Where do you think that money came from? I guarantee it didn't come from grassroots people giving 10 15 $20 at a pop. These people are financed, and they're financed to enslave black people and this entire country in a system of socialism. What they really want is a totalitarian system, and the dummies... They're, they're too stupid to realize they're going to be the first ones to go if communists actually took over this country. And they always are, but they, they're so ignorant of history and so indoctrinated with all this leftist thinking that they think somehow they're, they're the elites that are better than everybody else. And when, when the new system comes in, they'll, be, they'll control everything. Yeah, uh-huh, right. That's what they always think when they're ushering in the brave new world until people start dying and heads start being lopped off and people start getting executed, which is exactly what's happened in every Marxist system that's ever been created. That's just history, folks. That you, you don't have to be a rocket science to know that. That's just history. The most liberating revolution that's ever taken place in the history of mankind is the American Revolution of 1776. The most liberating revolution that's ever taken place. Say, well, yeah, but they had slavery. But, but we don't have any now. The American government doesn't have slaves. The Democrat Party is trying to have some. But there's no, there's no slavery in the American government. We don't, we don't sanction slavery. Every human being is free. Unless they just make themselves slaves, as, like what they're, what they're allowing themselves to, allowing to be done to themselves by the Democrats which is the party of slavery and the spirit of slavery is still on that party. The spirit of control, the spirit of, in, uh, of indoctrination, the spirit of manipulation, the spirit of dictation of what people are supposed to think and how they're supposed to act and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to vote when voting came in. When voting rights were established, they didn't say you couldn't vote. 
They just say you better not vote for anybody other than who we tell you to vote for, because if you do, we're going to destroy you. And they're still doing the same thing. You got people locked up in projects and ghettos and, and all run by Democrats, and they're maintaining these systems. They don't want to end them. They want to maintain them because in them they have control. You get people prospering and moving out and buying nice houses and, and having good jobs and having plenty of income. Guess what? You've lost your ability to control them. Well, I got to get to the word. Um, I know I've said some controversial things, but everything I've said to you today is the truth. You know it. I know it. The problem in the black community is not cops. The problem in the black community is crime and the rejection of almighty God, which was once so prevalent. And the left doesn't want God and the left does want crime because crime gives them a reason to whine about how racism is the cause of all your problems. And we're your saviors and we're going to take care of you poor little children. I don't want to be taken care of. God takes care of me. I don't need a savior. Jesus Christ is my savior. And I don't need a party to take care of me. I want a party that loves this country and wants to preserve the very best about it wants to uphold families as a union between one man and one woman, wants to see life as sacred and stop killing unborn babies. I want a country that tries to bring us together across all racial and cultural lines as one American family, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I want people in office who believe and see America as a shining city on a hill the last best hope of mankind and wants to see every American enjoy the very best our country has to offer. And it's available, but for the indoctrination of the left telling people, oh, you can't because they won't let you. And the left is the main obstacle standing in people's way. I told you all when I got ready to, to go to Harvard Law School, it was three leftist professors whose classes I'd taken, I'd been a straight A student pretty much, um, and graduated summa cum laude, I think 3.9 average. Uh, and I went to three professors and said, I want to go to Harvard Law School. Can you write me a letter of recommendation? They began to lecture me on how black people can't do well on LSATs and, and they're, they're culturally biased. And, that, you know, you're not going to be able to get into Harvard Law School, lower your sights and blah, 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 blah. It, straight up racist with velvet gloves stroking me. Oh, we understand. We wish you could go to the highest. We wish you could do the best. We wish you could go to the best law school in the country, but you can't because you're black and black people don't do well on the LSATs. And now you've got folks running around getting rid of standardized tests because black people don't do well on standardized tests babying people, infantilizing Americans of African ancestry, treating them like a bunch of infant children. 
And let me just say for the record so that nobody misunderstands me. It is my firm conviction that the God who made black people made everybody else and black folks are as gifted and as capable and as talented and as able as any other group of people on the face of the earth. And we should reject anybody who tells you you can't because they won't let you because the Bible says God opens doors and no one can close them. And what you got to do is put your hand to the plow and get busy doing what God has gifted you to be able to do. And nobody can stop you from rising. But you buy into this this infantilizing nonsense of the left and you'll just lay around and do nothing because after all racism won't let me like a group of kids told me when I was ministering in Boston well we have to deal drugs because the white man won't let us do anything else and that's they, they got that straight out of the leftist playbook that's a way of debilitating people dispiriting people discouraging people putting people in a state of hopelessness and despair and learned helplessness I reject all of that and raise my children to be anybody's victims, helpless. Oh, they won't let me. They know they, they, my, my, when my children were, when, when they were babies and they would say to me, daddy, I can't. I said, no, 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 no. I would tell them, I said, no, don't, don't say you can't. That's not what you mean. What you mean is, you don't want to put in the effort that it takes to do this. That's what you really mean. You don't mean you can't. You mean you don't want to. I've wrenched that mess out of them early on. You not only. I, I don't we, we in fact, my wife and I say we don't have that word doesn't exist in our vocabulary. We don't we don't have that in the Jackson family. I can't. <laughs> I'm serious, folks. <laughs> That's right. Praise God. Oh, uh, we wish you all could achieve something, but you know, racism and white people—they <laughs> just please. Well, you know what? I gave my word when I started this program, and see, I. So now I've got to do it. I'm gonna do it quick, but I got to do it. Got to keep my word. Twentieth verse of John chapter seventeen says. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you, Father, are as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. The body of Christ is supposed to be one, not black people over here, white people over here, Hispanic people over here. And, oh, well, you know, black people, Democrats. White people, Republicans, Hispanics kind of mixed and, and, you know, but we don't No, We're supposed to be one body in Christ governed by the word of God, not governed by racial ideology, but by the word of God. And if we united that way, we would revolutionize this country. This country would be pleasing in the sight of almighty God instead of running headlong toward casino gambling and marijuana and and everything, every other kind of crazy thing you want to name mescaline and. And, and racial division, we would be running headlong toward great prosperity and achievement because we would be together in Christ. That's what he expects of us. But the left doesn't want that. It says in the 22nd verse, and by the way, when we do that, the world will know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. That's one of the signs. He said that the world may believe that you sent me when they see the body of Christ as one. 
It's a testament to the reality of Jesus Christ as Messiah. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. See, we've got the glory of God. What are we whining and complaining about as Christians? Obsessing over stupid stuff like race. When what we ought to be doing is obsessing about the glory of God that is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. How can I be stopped when the glory of God is on the inside of me through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Are you kidding me? The Bible says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died and is risen again. Are you kidding? Please. How are you going to stop me when I'm a child of the living God? Well, but you know, but see, you're a black man. I don't want to hear it. I'm a Christian man. I'm a Christian man. That's what's in the forefront of my mind. That's what's in my heart. He says the 23rd verse, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you've loved me. When God loves me the same way he loves Jesus Christ. And you're going to tell me that some kind of racial nonsense is supposed to stop me from fulfilling my destiny in Christ Jesus. You have lost your mind. You must be crazy. I believe this. Not that garbage coming from Black Lives Matter or Antifa or the Democrat Party. I believe this. That the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. If God loves me the same way he loves Jesus Christ, and that's what that says, I'm unstoppable. Just like he's unstoppable. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I could preach up in here, folks. <laughs> the 24th verse says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me for you love me before the foundation of the world. And that's exactly where I'm going. You know, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, needing security and all that. But look, folks, I am not afraid. You know, if they kill me, it's a promotion because he says that they may be with me where I am. I don't care what they do to me. They can't separate me from Jesus Christ. And that they can't separate you either as a Christian. Say, for you love me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous father. Oh, I love that praise. Oh, righteous father. And by the way, God is righteous. And anybody who disagrees with him is not. So when God says homosexuality is an, is an abomination, God is righteous. And when somebody else says, oh, no, that's wrong, that, you are a liar and you are unrighteous. God is true, though every man be a liar. The world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Praise God. I tell you what. <laughs> Woo. I tell you, there's yoke destroying, burden removing power in Jesus Christ. And you can be a participant and a partaker of that. And it will free you of all that garbage that the world is trying to dump on you and and, and, and used to capture you and captivate you. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed, he has anointed me <coughs> to set the captives free. And whom the son sets free is free indeed. See, I'm free. I am free. Yeah, but what about slavery? I'm not a slave. 
I, I, I won't even get, you know, I, look, I can't get started because I got to go. Uh, but I, I kept my promise. We finished John chapter 17 and I talked about a whole lot more as well. And look, I've been told that, that Facebook is not necessarily taking people off, but what they're doing is limiting their ability to be seen. And the kinds of things I'm saying, you can rest assured, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg would, won't like or agree with because he's godless. Uh, but I would recommend that you share this with others, that you, you like our page, uh, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help me to keep getting the word out. Uh, go to our website, standamerica.us, contribute, because we've got to keep developing the resources that will allow us to get the word out, even if big tech tries to shut us down. I love you. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. And remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit, because we are on God's side.